What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. Um, if you're looking for help for you or a loved one, you can reach out to my direct line. That is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. Uh, if you need help of any kind um, to get clean, you're struggling with staying sober, or if you're in recovery and you're and you're still struggling, you can reach out to me at any point, and uh, and I will do anything I can to get you the resources that you need. Um, also on Facebook, I'm doing a lot of content on uh, recovery media, and uh, that's going to be um, really helpful to anybody. Um, in recovery, struggling with addiction. We got a lot of different uh, creators on there and we got a lot of good stuff going on. So you could find us over again at Recovery Media on Facebook. Um, so something I want to talk about today is just on my mind is just uh, the the how powerful addiction is, you know, and when you're in the middle of that. And uh, I, I think I think it's really important to be reminded of like what is waiting for you or, or for myself if like you know relapse ever becomes an option because it's tricky. Sometimes we can make things look really enticing and we can romanticize things and and forget the shit that is just completely um, overwhelming and the sneakiness of uh of addiction and how we kind of make it into things that it's not because when you're in the middle of an addiction it's uh it, it's like it goes against everything that makes sense that makes any type of rational sense you know it's destructive and that it's you know that's obviously it's not good for you physically mentally emotionally spiritually it pulls you away from from family, from loved ones. Um, it creates people that are kind and and full of love and laughter and it turns them into manipulators and liars and cheaters and, um, you know, ga people that gaslight. It's just, um, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. And when you're in the middle of it, the craziest part about it is that you think that there is a way to logically think your way out of it. You know, you think that you can do it on your own or you think that it'll get better tomorrow. You know, you trick yourself into saying this will be the last time because you really mean it. You know, you really mean that it's like, all right, I just need this one fix. I just need this one last time and then I'll figure it out, you know, and I'll, and I'll stay away. Or you make promises to people that things are going to get better. And you, like I said, you really believe it. Like you truly mean it in the moment, you know. And you convince your mind that you could just figure it out later on. But in reality, it becomes the same cycle that you tell yourself over and over and over again. You know, you keep making these promises to people, you keep making them, these um, statements, whether it's to your job or whether it's to your loved one, your family, your kids, 
your brother, your sister, eventually, I mean, people, nobody believes you. Nobody wants to hear the shit that you got to say anymore. And the worst part is that you, you, you keep lying to yourself. You know, you keep lying to yourself and you keep breaking a promise to yourself. And that subconsciously does the most damage because you get to a place where you don't even believe your own intent anymore. You know, you can, you can convince yourself for a little while before things get real bad, you convince yourself that you can control something or that you'll eventually be able to get better and, and do it on your own. But there comes a time when, when your addiction gets bad enough that you don't even believe yourself anymore, that you can actually do it, that you can overcome it. It's like an impossible, it feels like an impossible task that, um, you know it's possible for other people and you know that it's like it can happen but you don't actually believe it and you start to lose faith in yourself and and in your future and that i mean that is a low point you know what i mean that is um that is the powerful you know that is the insanity and in how powerful addiction is it keeps you doing the same shit over and over and over again and, uh, and you can just see your life slowly but surely destructing and, and deteriorating, you know, and, and, it, and it turns your mind against you, you know, it's kind of like a um, parasite that takes over a body and, um, or takes over a mind of something and it just controls the body. I mean, that's kind of like how it is, you know, and addiction is like an unquenchable thirst. Once you start, man, you can never quench that thirst. It's like you think temporarily, okay, if I chug this water, you know, I'll be I'll be good. I won't be thirsty after that. And you're done with you're done with the bottle of water and it's like fucking 10 minutes later, you're thirsty again. And that's what addiction is. There's not enough bags in the world that could satisfy me when I'm when I'm off to the races. You know what I mean? There's not enough of anything that will like cure my craving for the long haul. Because when I wake up from being passed out, I mean downers were my thing, right? So when I would come to from being passed out and nodding out and basically falling out for the night, the next morning I'm lo that's the that's the first thing I'm looking for immediately. You know, is all right. How am I gonna, how am I gonna get high today, or how am I just not gonna be sick today? There was at least a little while where I would enjoy. I would still be able to enjoy a high, but eventually it gets to a place where you can't even get high anymore. You just, you just don't want to be sick. You know, and um, it feels it's a low place. It is fucking powerful stuff. And, um, you know, I've got eight years uh, sober, and I'm not saying that to uh, as a, um, you know, nothing special. But it's like sometimes, man, when, you, when you're sober for a while, it's easy to, uh, the more distance that is between you and your last high or your last drink, you know, it's easy to kind of... Uh, Forget that shit, that that darkness, 
And, um, you know, that darkness is what got me sober in the first place. It, those really um, disturbing times, those dark times, man, that pain and that suffering, like, that is what drove me into the rooms, you know, that's what drove me into rehab, that's what drove me into um, any type of thought of, of changing the way I was living. And so a part of recovery is, it's so important to remember those times. You know, you can't, you can't, um, and, and not in a bad way, and I don't mean in like a negative or a pessimistic way, it's good to be reminded of what is out there because just because I, I haven't um, drank or gotten high in a while, it doesn't mean that I'm cured. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't believe in that. Like, I really, I truly, like some people, you know, some people can, can <laughs> get clean and then like drink a little bit, like here and there, whatever. And it doesn't, I just, I don't believe in that for me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not judging anybody or anybody's recovery or their choices or whatever. I just know it's my truth. And that's all I can speak on. You know what I'm saying? Like if I get, if I'm removed from something for a while and I'm not reminded of like what is possibly waiting for me out there, if I go back, that's dangerous. You know, I got to remember that shit. And, and that's part of the reason why I like working with people too and helping individuals. It's like, I get reminded of what it was like. Cause I've been there and, um, where it ended up with me is, is being on the verge of homelessness and, and losing everything in my life. I mean, shit, I had nothing, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, truly nothing. Even the clothes I was wearing had fucking holes in them. You know what I'm saying? I had no money. I forget the money. I, I had absolutely no bread. Um, I was running out of places to live. I mean, I didn't have, uh, I was, you know, I was on the verge of being homeless and uh, uh, just complete emotional, mental and uh, and physical bankruptcy. You know what I'm saying? I just had nothing left in the tank. And, uh, and I, and I really, I didn't have the courage to, to like end my life, but man, I really didn't have the desire to continue living it, you know? Um, and that's scary when you're 20 years old, you know, you think about your typical 20 year old, right? Like you should be having a good time. You should be thinking about how you want to live your life. You should be, um, making plans for the future and, and, uh, and really trying to come into your own. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you're finishing school, right? I mean, listen, there's so many people that are in different places when you're in twenties, whether you're whether you're in college or whether you're doing, you know, you're just joining the workforce or you're figuring your own thing out, whatever the case may be. But it's like, that's when you're just kind of like becoming an adult and you're trying to like find your way, you know, it's like the beginning stages of finding your way. And, um, I felt like at 20, I was losing my way. Like that was, I felt like I was losing my life and, uh, and I really didn't have a lot of faith in what was in store for me. And, uh, and I, I really didn't think I was going to make it another year or two. And I probably would not have, I wouldn't have made it past 21 if I continued going the way I was, you know? And, um, and when you're in those positions, 
at 20 when you can't even take a legal drink yet and you're already thinking about the end of your life or wanting it to be the end of your life. I mean, you know, that's some crazy shit. Nobody should have to go through that. But uh, unfortunately, it's only gotten worse over time. It's only gotten worse over the last decade. The numbers are going up. They're not going down. Of overdoses and people that are struggling. You know? It's, uh, it's, it's some crazy-ass times. Now there's shit out there that I didn't even have to worry about. You know, I mean, as far as, like, laced pills, like, you know, the pills were bad enough when I was getting them, you know, and the heroin was bad enough when I was getting it. Now it's like, you're buying, you're buying stuff that, that isn't even, that isn't even what you think you're getting. You know what I mean? You're not getting real Xanax. You're not getting real, um, Oxy. You're getting, you're getting shit that has fentanyl in it. And that's what's taking people out, you know? So when people are doing what I'm trying to do and like, and like spread, you know, spread a message and try to help people, I mean, you know, we got our work cut out for us. You know what I'm saying? Like society has, has their work has, you know, as a society, we have our work, um, cut out for us for sure. And, um, you know, things really do get better. But when when you're surrounded by that, um, that negative mindset and that hopelessness, it's so easy for it to take over you. You know, you really don't believe that there's a better way because you've basically married the thought of you being happy to drug use. So you think if you if you continue life without using drugs, you'll never be happy again. You know, you've coupled that dopamine hit with any type of satisfaction in life. And you don't think you'll be able to have any type of satisfaction in life without it. And and that's essentially what any type of addiction does to you. Whether it be sex, whether it be uh, porn, whether it's gambling or shopping or food. You think that that equals your happiness. You think that is what's going to make you full. But of course, we we know that the truth is, is you cannot have an external solution to an internal problem. You know, addiction is really just there's stuff going on underneath the surface that you're trying to cover up with the drugs or with the sex, with the food or with whatever, you know, gambling. Shopping really has nothing to do with the shopping. It has nothing to do with the drug, like like the drug use. It's something that you're trying to run from, and it could be stuff from childhood. It could be, and usually it is. Usually it's like some type of trauma, whether it be physical, mental, emotional trauma. And so, whatever it is for you. There's always answers to them. And there's always a better way. And, um, you know, no matter how much your mind convinces you that you are not strong enough to overcome it, there's no substance in the world that you can't overcome. 
do not ever give up your um your will to live or your faith in in a future happiness to a bag or a bottle you know what i'm saying like that shit is crazy if you really think about it if you really think that you can't get through life without purchasing a a, a couple bundles on the corner or getting a couple pills from your plug or getting a bottle from the corner store. I mean, you know, you, you just think about that. You're not, you're not less of a person. You're not weaker than, than a bag or a bottle. The thing is, is that people try to also convince themselves that someday they'll be able to do that safely. <laughs> and if you're like me, if you have an addictive personality, that is one of the, you know, event, you don't have to accept that as your, you don't have to accept the fact that you won't be able to use safely immediately, but somewhere along the lines in your, in your journey, you got to kind of smash that idea. I had to, you know, I could not, I could not like, I couldn't think like, okay, I can, I can now use safely or like, you know, I have to, I have to find a way to be able to drink or, or use like a, like a gentleman or a lady. <laughs> I mean, cause that thought alone, if that's something that you really try to go back to and you're trying to hang your hat on, you're, you're going to, you know, chances are you're really going to struggle. Um, you just have to take it one day at a time though. You know, don't get too, don't get too, um, caught up in like staying sober forever. That is what I I tell everybody. Like, you know, you have to understand where I'm coming from. I'm not telling you that you have to stay sober for the rest of your life. It's not what I'm telling you at all. But if you're, if you've got some time and a drink sounds good to you and you, and you convince yourself that you can do it in moderation and you can do it differently this time, you got to smash that idea. You know what I'm saying? Because you're bullshitting yourself. That like the fact that you're even harping on a drink or a drug shows that there is a problem there. Because normal people don't do that. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like think of it this way. It's kind of like if you had take away the drinking or the drug, and like like do something. Talk about a, a something that is completely different. That is totally like out of context, right? Like let's say. Let's say you know somebody. Check this out. Listen how crazy this shit sounds. Let's say you had a neighbor and they really loved cutting the lawn. You know, they they really enjoyed cutting the lawn. And um and they were constantly shopping for lawnmower lawnmowers. You know? They just they that is something that they love to do. Um, but they always bought like a new lawnmower. Like every other week, like insane. It doesn't even make sense. Or every other month. And it got to the point where it started affecting their life. This person bought a lawnmower all the time because they wanted to look good. You know, they felt good uh, cutting the lawn. But they wanted a new one after every you know couple months or whatever the case may be. Because they just didn't feel like the, the old one um, did it for them anymore. So they kept shopping for lawnmowers and eventually it got to the point where it put them in, in bankruptcy and people in their lives started to walk away from them 
And everybody thought they were fucking crazy because they kept repeating the same behavior over and over again. Now, let's say this person started to do better. <laughs> they stayed away from fucking Trader Joe's or wherever the hell you get lawnmowers. You know what I'm saying? They stayed away. Trader Joe's. Now, nah, what's that? Uh, it's definitely not Trader Joe's. I forget what uh, what chain I'm thinking about, but you get what I'm trying to say, right? Like they they uh, they got into um, healthy habits and and they stopped they stopped doing that behavior. But then after a little bit, they started to convince themselves that they can go um, they can go to shop for a lawnmower again and to be able to control that habit. You know, like. If you're, if you're, if you were to talk to somebody or see somebody repeat this behavior over and over again, you would say, why are you even thinking about doing this in a normal way again, when you've proven over and over and over that it's a clear problem, you know, in the big book, there's a great, um, there's a really good metaphor as well. It's like someone who's like a, a, a repetitive jaywalker, <laughs> you know, they keep jaywalking. They're not. Um, obeying the law of crossing the street when they're supposed to. And they cross the street at um, many different times over and over again. And, and uh, eventually, you know, they get hit by a car and then they say they're not going to do that again. And then a couple days later, they get hit by another car and they, you know, and, uh, and it gets progressively worse until eventually they get fucking hit by a bus and they end up dying. You know, it's like, it sounds like these things are silly, but this is basically our drug addiction and alcoholism in a nutshell. It's just, you're not, it's just a different thing. You know what I mean? It is the behavior that you need to step away from. You know, when you obsess over being able to do something in a controlled manner, it shows that you have no control over that very thing to begin with because you're obsessing about it. And you've proven to yourself in the past that you cannot do it in a safe way, you know? So um, just some food for thought. You got to remember those dark times. And, and I know that's what I started talking about for most of, the, most of this episode. So um, always important to remember not where your drinking or your drugging started, but where it led to and, uh, and where it eventually got to. And for me, it just wasn't good there wasn't anything good about it there was nothing sexy about it you know when you turn on the tv and you see this corona commercial with with uh with a guy drinking on the beach and he's got his beautiful girl with him and everything's so nice and lovely and la-di-dee la-di-da well shit man that is not how it looks for me <laughs> uh, there is no drinking on the beach and with a nice tan uh, at a nice beach house, you know what I'm saying? Like, that ain't me, bro. But I, I'm, I'm like cooped up in a in a fucking dope house and uh, got no money to my name. Nobody wants to talk to me, and I'm not answering my phone anyway. You know, I'm not answering anybody. I'm like totally running from the world, and it's dark. You know, it ain't no beach. <laughs> that's for sure so be reminded you know when, when things start to look good or if your mind ever ever plays tricks on you really go to like painful times in your life that really your addiction caused 
havoc and chaos towards, you know? So that's all I got for today. I hope, um, hope you enjoyed the episode. And, um, you know, again, if you need to reach out, you can reach out to my direct line. If you need help with any type of recovery resources, you can reach out to me, whether it's rehab, meetings, uh, you need someone to talk to, um, whatever the case may be. Uh, my number is 203-917-8862. Again, that's 203-917-8862. All right, guys. I'll see you on the next one.